0: This is Chuck and Ardvark vs
1: the Galaxy. He's Chuck. He's Ardvark. And you can get a galaxy of your very own for three easy payments of nineteen ninety five. That's right, nineteen ninety five. Plus a begin handling. Uh, if we sound
0: excited, it's because we are on a road trip.
1: Road trip. Holiday road.
0: Mom, 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 I remember when
1: we would uh, drive with your family anywhere, your mom would make us sing that and sing, "Mommy, mom." While she drove us around, and she was like grinning. It was like only time I ever saw her smile.
0: <laughs> Literally, when it, when she smiled, you could hear. Her muscles, like, aching. It was
1: straining. It was like a door creaking.
0: Yeah, yeah. It took a full half hour for her mouth to actually widen all the way to a smile. Her smile really decentivized me from wanting to make her happy.
1: Yeah, because she would sit there and say, Just sing the song one more time. And you wouldn't. You would walk out of the room. I didn't want her to express her love facially.
0: Oh, man. I... And she always said one last time like she was going to die. I feel like my mom wanted me to be under the constant impression that she was about to die. Unfortunate that she didn't
1: see the actual fire coming, at the Target fire, which is relevant. It's a little ironic. But yes, this shoot. We are on our way on this road trip to Louisiana, to the swamp, the central parking lot uh of the Target that burned down and took the lives of Charlie's family. It's a pretty special. Uh, location for us yeah there's a
0: lot there's a lot there so if you're just Charlie's Charlie's restaurant is there right i was about yeah if if you're tuning in for the first time uh this friday is the uh first ever meeting of all of the fearless denizens who have been listening to our podcast and we're meeting in the middle of the louisiana swamplands at central park the central parking lot where on the ruins of the target that we burned to the ground Uh, I built a Mediterranean restaurant
1: that's actually doing quite well. Yeah, uh, I remember that you said, hey, Ari, you're Middle Eastern. How do I start a Middle Eastern restaurant? And I said, that's kind of racist. But then I moved on and didn't talk to you about it anymore. And
0: that's that's when I I pitched you my idea for my Persian soap opera, Persia Usual.
1: (laughs) (laughs) You might wonder why May 17th. Why did we pick such a day? And that's because it is the five year anniversary of the day the Target burned down. And mm-hmm. Charlie's life changed forever. That was the day that we went from being, you know, Charlie and Ari to Chuck and Nardvark.
0: Well, we were I was kneeling in the ashes and Ari came over. Holding a matchbook in the, the the holding a matchbook and a burnt match. Uh I was holding up the the skull
1: of my mother and 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 saying, Now no. you'll smile forever. Fixed in a permanent grin. Yeah. And, uh and you were saying, alas, poor mother, I knew you well. Yeah, this is the fifth year anniversary of that anniversary. amazing day. Well, Ari came over to me. He put his hand on the my 50, shoulder. The, the fifth anniversary of the day Charlie founded the restaurant. <laughs> so I remember well, you looked up at me from the skull and said, hey, you're Middle Eastern. How do you start a restaurant?
0: <laughs> and I was so... Ari said, like, I, totally, we're going to st- help you start a restaurant. But, uh, like, that's racist. And I said, racism? And you said, oh, Charlie... You have a lot to learn about the galaxy, my friend. And that's when we decided that we were going to dedicate our lives to, to,
1: to just to learning. And, you know, Charlie's Restaurant, I want another serving. It's booming. And we're going to be eating falafel sandwiches there. And just, like, having a good time. We're going to talk about the galaxy. Finally meet all of our fewest denizens. I mean, it's going to be real crowded. And yeah. it's going to be a lot of fun.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, I Ront Moore is going to be catering. And, uh, yeah, so seriously, if, you know, if if you've not yet planned for your trip, you haven't bought plane tickets to Louisiana, you haven't uh, gotten together your, uh, your bribery money to pay the ferryman to take you across the
1: swamp. You're somewhere stuck in New York City wondering where we're, we are, please come home.
0: I'm sorry, I just wanted to add one more incentive for coming to this. Along with all the other incentives we've given so far. Well, just, just that if, you know, my restaurant's going to be catering and, uh, I invented a soda, uh, a special kind of soda which uh, you're going to get to try if you come to the c- come to the the Denizen meeting.
1: Yeah, it's exciting stuff.
0: It's called Soda Arabia. And I think my education about the Middle East is done.
1: Yeah, I want to stop talking about <laughs> my culture <laughs> as it relates to soda. Um Give me a second. I want my own Middle Eastern pun now. <laughs> I want one. I want one. I want one. What other Middle Eastern countries are? I, I don't even remember. <laughs> <laughs> Ironic, is it not? Hey. Um, oh, stop the car. Oh yeah. There's a hotel here. We just we just stay here, I think, for the night. I think that'd be a good place to chill.
0: Yeah, it has been a long day of driving. Yeah, I don't we've know been why driving for. We've been taking the long the long
1: way. Every time I say we should stop, you will say no mother will catch me, and you keep looking back over your shoulder, but. It's over, man. She's, she's, she's asking. Oh, well, she's I'm ashes.
0: actually looking over at the... I still have her skull. Do you see it up at... Oh, It's shoot. up on that shelf. But yeah, let's stop at this hotel.
1: The Hotel de la France. <laughs> <laughs> yep. All right, and we are back. Uh, we have settled into our beautiful room. The prices were exceptionally low for the quality of this hotel
0: nothing actually they charged us nothing like you say weirdly low like they did not charge us anything
1: they only wanted one of my long johns
0: yeah i had i had previous i had already given all of my underwear up in uh just previous trade here's here's a little life hack more places than you think will accept underwear as currency
1: yeah you gotta just you gotta ask you you won't know until you try you gotta say hey do you accept my used panties as currency oh, that sounds really creepy
0: that is how you approach them you're like hey would you accept my used panties and boxies my middle boxies and then he and then you were like and you're like oh what do i even have on and you like look down and you're like oh it's the it's the long
1: ones so yeah we uh we settled into the room via the bellboy gave me the creeps though
0: do you mean bellhop no
1: it was a bell he was
0: called he was a bellboy he had like a giant like metal casing over him and he was the one like like, like he, he was, was sh- he was shaking his hips and banging against the the metal casing around him, he was the bell.
1: He was like hunched over, so there was this hunched over metal man just fo- like hobbling down the hallway after us. Ring, 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 and we basically ran to our room. And Charlie couldn't get the key working. We were screaming. And they gave us
0: twenty keys on a ring for some reason. And so this 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 kid was running down the hallway, ring, at us, frothing at the mouth. Ring. He was some kind of hunchback who was ringing a bell. I'm not sure what you... Hotel de la France, uh, yes. The hunchback of Hotel de la France. Uh, the Anyway. <laughs> what if we, like, built a pillow fort and did, like, a sleepover episode?
1: That's really fun. I like that idea. So, we'll get back to you. <laughs> we'll come right back once our pillow fort is built. And we're back once more with what I can only describe as a pillow mansion.
0: I have never lived in such decadence in my
1: life. I mean, that's—it's impossible for that not to be true with you. <laughs> I feel like we can really talk about some personal stuff today. Yeah. So, like, what's been up, man?
0: Well, I I've been carrying this skull
1: around with me. Here, I—I I have it. It's right here. Well, hi, hi, Charlie's mom.
0: She never told me her name. <laughs> I never learned Wait, her, her name, real name. Her name
1: isn't Charlie's mom. No. He always says, "You always, you used to say." Charlie's mummy.
0: I mean, look, she made me replace the lyrics of Holiday Road with mommy. Is this surprising to you? (laughs) Like, when I look into her eyes, the, the sockets of the skull, like, there's a warmth there that my mother's eyes never had.
1: And I feel like the warmth has grown the closer we've gone to the location she died. As you get closer, it's like she's becoming more She's actually warm. Here, let me here, catch. Oh, I talked to her. Oh, oh,
0: I'm so sorry, Charlie's mother. It's okay. I mean, there's a little bit of a crack in her skull, but uh Oh, that
1: was already there, right?
0: No, that wasn't there, but it's okay. When I when I was a baby, she would drop me on my head on purpose. So this is Oh my god god and actually what oh my god <laughs> and wow your mother was horrible and you and i have memories of that because she dropped me on my head so many times it did something weird to my long term it activated my long-term memory so i have memories from being a baby
1: are you saying that dropping your kids on their heads is a, is beneficial to their health
0: like many uh, uh pieces of parental advice they're uh you know there are pros and cons so there's to it. two
1: sides to every
0: story exactly
1: but, Except for vaccines, yeah, vaccinate your freaking kids. Charlie was not vaccinated. See, look what happened to him. <laughs> I was also not vaccinated.
0: Canon, um,
1: <laughs> this is all canon. Your mother dropped on your head and never vaccinated. We're we'll done. <laughs> she, what <laughs> she stole is right here. <laughs> she called me her little petri dish. <laughs> <laughs>
0: oh no. Anyway, here's something I've never talk to anyone about Ari talk to me about it so when my mom dropped me on my head I like I said it jolted my brain and it made it so that I accessed every memory like from from birth
1: you remember your birth I remember
0: in utero and then I and then I keep thinking back further and further and I'm like shrinking and then like my memory splits and I'm in two different places and one version of me is just shooting towards another version of me and then I'm on a wagon on the Oregon Trail. And I'm like 30 years old and I have a mustache and I what 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 were you doing there? I'm fe- and I'm I'm feeling this horrible gurgling in my stomach. Oh my god. And I'm whispering to a young boy next to me and the dysentery the dysentery's getting me, son. If you make it, you must promise me that you will fulfill my dream of Creating a game that will explain to people the hardships that we have faced. And then I just it's just nothing.
1: Blackness. And so I he, he died then and there? Mm-hmm. What do you think happened between that and your mother's egg? <laughs>
0: I mean, I think that past lives are real, is what I'm telling you. I think that I saw
1: my past life. You're saying the Buddhists had it right, even though we've already discussed how Norse mythology is the, the, the canon well, god? Well, Buddhism's not a religion. It's, it's not a state of mind. They're,
0: yeah, exactly. So I'm just saying I don't think they're mutually exclusive.
1: If you remember being on the Oregon Trail, what came before that? What was my past life like? Could I ever remember? Do I have to drop myself on my head right now over and over again to find out? Do you want to? I mean...
0: Here, uh, climb over to my shoulders.
1: I, okay, whoa, whoa. And...
0: Huh! Oh! Wow, uh, your skull smashed right against my mom's skull. All right. Oh, I think he's I think he's dead. I've always wondered how I would react in this moment if I lost him too. I, I think I want his skull. Yeah, I'm just going to take... Oh! oh! <laughs> <laughs> I... I... I As I was crawling towards you, I... Why are you holding a spoon? Where did you get a spoon? I always carry a spoon with me. But why? In case I'm anywhere where there's cereal and they don't provide spoons.
1: I'll accept that explanation.
0: But the important thing is that when I kneeled over you, my knee landed on your chest, and apparently that was enough to drive air back into your lungs. You, You saved my life. Thank you. Um, what was your earliest memory before I dropped you?
1: I was four and my mother knocked on my bedroom door and I was sitting there, you know, staring at the wall, you know, wall, wall time. And I heard the door open and my mother said, Ari, and she brought in a plate of cookies and I I ate one. They were chocolate chip and it tasted amazing. And then suddenly there was this flavor of pure iron. She said, I cooked them on an old pan and the pan melted. But I wanted you to be happy. And she began to weep. And she sat down on the floor and began to she was sobbing. And my father was calling, Where are you, Karen? That's my mother's name, Karen. Karen, these shoes aren't going to shine themselves. (laughs) And I I just felt like I I just ate all the cookies.
0: Because you wanted her to be happy.
1: No, because I was hungry. And that was the
0: one time a year that you saw your mom, right? Because oh, yeah, yeah. You, were, you were pretty much completely actually, raised by your household
1: staff. Actually, you had to make some food, and I guess you just don't know how to cook at all.
0: I guess there's a dark underbelly to
1: the polished exterior of your uh, upper-class upbringing. These perfect chocolate chip cookies that, when you bit into them, had a taste of strong iron. Yeah. yeah. It was... But now think back. Think back before that. We were at the hospital, and the midwife, my mother... <laughs> was pulling me out of herself and I remember and all the staff were around asking to help and my father said no she must do it herself. Your father was going, keep away, keep away, keep away there's nothing to see here. Perfect family leave now <laughs> Then it was blackness. And then oh my God, I was in a baseball game. Bat in hand. They were calling my name. I don't remember what my name was now. It was it was Better
0: not be Jackie Robinson.
1: i was the first black baseball player no (laughs) you know in in the floor i was i wasn't paying attention i was paying attention to the ball and i knew i have to hit this ball this is the moment you know the bases were loaded it was the end of the ninth inning we were down two points we needed this i brought up my bat and then i had a heart attack and i died (laughs) Oh, man. I just collapsed right there. I I don't know if we won the game or not. Uh, the only way you could have won the game is if they had decided to keep
0: playing after you collapsed. <laughs> <laughs> so I don't think the chances but, are but good. To, to
1: be fair, they, they wouldn't have counted as a loss if our teammate died, right? They would have just said, well, the game is canceled. So by not losing... We won.
0: I don't know what the protocol is if a baseball player drops dead. I mean, I mean, it's a common occurrence. We, yeah, it's common enough that we 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 wouldn't even be able to narrow down who you were. Yeah, I was one of them. You know, one one of the one of the faceless soldiers who died on the baseball diamond. I mean,
1: truthfully, I I think the American baseball complex takes so many lives. Does. And I remember in that moment thinking, if I hit this ball, my name will be remembered. So I guess that's why I don't remember it. <laughs> So I feel like something fundamental changed in me when I remembered the moment of expulsion seeing the light shine down on me my mother's weeping face Wait you remember moving into a light? Well boy, the light that that was
0: Oh that's funny cuz my memory is I just move from a dark tunnel into just another dark space and I feel like a sack closing <laughs> over top of my head <laughs> <laughs> my first memory of light isn't until like six months after that
1: (laughs) our personal lives aside so past lives are real so we are coming back over and over again presumably at Mm -hmm. least once but i can't imagine where would they come from when they were born so where how did this start if you know men evolved and gave birth to another child was a child like a like a like a less evolved thing in path? Like, did we have we come back to like single cell organisms?
0: Dinosaurs. We were dinos, man.
1: We're reincarnated
0: dinosaurs. Wait,
1: but haven't we already established multiple times that animals are conniving against us? Are you saying that they're the humans that didn't? Get, they're the ones who didn't get to reincarnate into people, and are we mad?
0: stole their souls. <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> insane. Uh,
0: because if you were, think about it. Like our vessel. Like who wouldn't want to have opposable thumbs? You know what we are? We're the mistresses. We're the seductresses. Who, when the souls left the body, we're the ones who are like, hey,
1: come over here. Check this one out. Ooh, good. <laughs> ah, ooh, and just doing a little dancing. A little dancing I'm doing right now. Ooh,
0: check out. I can peel a banana with one hand.
1: <laughs> so you're saying that souls are real. And souls, like the Scientologists say, are looking for a place to settle. And humans just kind of were like, hey, come pick this one out. And they went in. And I'm not saying that animals don't have souls or don't have consciousness, but I'm, I think this is a...
0: Soul might be the wrong word for it.
1: So what, why is your mother's skull glowing?
0: I don't think my mom has left
1: this skull. It's like she's never been at peace. We've had multiple occurrences now of people we've met ascending upon reaching peace and disappearing is it possible that some vessels just don't transfer to the next life immediately and take some time
0: i think my mom
1: might just be so spiteful that she just can't let go and the closer we get to where she died the stronger the energy becomes because it's like there's there's some potency to the place you die there's a reason some religions want you to be buried near where you died there's a there's a power there
0: Because I, you know, now that you're saying that, like talking about energy of places, do you remember the, the woods behind the Target? Oh yeah, not the the swampy woods. Yeah. Yeah. How there's that path, leading up.
1: Yes. Into the mountains and beautiful view, and then you just go further and further in, and then there's the Pete's cemetery. The Pete's cemetery. The Pete's cemetery. Pete's cemetery, where where Pete is buried. Yeah. Every is it every man in Pete or is it one Pete that's been buried in his own <laughs> cemetery? We should we should clarify this. I,
0: I what I heard what because what the, the, you know you know the old the old man who who lives near there, he was like, uh, yep. Uh that their cemetery up there is where Pete's buried. And I was like I asked your question. I was like, all Pete's and he was, or just one Pete? And he's like, well, it's one Pete, but we keep having to bury him because he keeps on coming back. <laughs> <So> <laughs> no, I guess you
1: could say it's many Pete's. Well,
0: no one wants him, so we keep just sticking him back in the ground. And he was like, no, please, but we keep putting him back there. So I think that. He's like, I'm not dead. I never died. <laughs> <laughs> he's like, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's like Don't, stop burying me alive. Um- <laughs> <laughs> but I think I think my mom is trying to draw me to that place to bury her there is my mom's name the name we never
1: knew pete your mother's name is pete it must be it must be because every time you know your father would be mad he would say for pete's sake and he would point at your mother he'd literally say for pete he'd clap her like on the back and say for pete's sake pete right here the woman i love so your mother's your mother's been reburied over and over in this place and we and now that I'm thinking of it, that old man, Judd, he
0: did say that one day Pete was unburied and that he he fled. And you know what? Now that I'm thinking about it, Judd was kind of like old and blind. So my guess is that Pete was a woman and that Judd also just assumed that Pete was a man.
1: Yeah, because Judd was an old guy from, Judd, the previous, generation. Old guy
0: from the previous generation. He just heard that this person, Pete, but I bet you Pete was a woman this whole time. That louisiana swamp that that town i know that they're pretty superstitious and that there was a a mass of women being killed because of being accused of of witchcraft so my guess is that this this pete uh was was a woman who was accused of witchcraft she was buried in this place she kept coming back so and then she fled and and
1: had a child with what's your father's name captain hook Yes, your your father, Captain Hook. I think your mother has been stuck in the same form, and I'll bet she's not the only one. I mean, people have heard historically of zombies throughout history, of like the dead come back. What if some people just get stuck in one form and it can't get out of it? Well, we
0: established in the second episode of this podcast that there's an entire ghost realm, and we never knew what that realm was and we always said we were gonna come back to it I guess we are now I think that the ghost realm is is for the the all of the like the souls that that can't find relief they can't find a new place to go and you know what I think it is I think that to move on to your body you have to complete something right I mean that's like classic ghost lore yeah, everyone knows that if you are don't get closure you're stuck you baseball player you won the game for your team. By dying and getting the game canceled. Me, I passed on my idea of creating a board game based on the Oregon Trail to my son. The game was created and, th- and my soul was free to move on. And the last thing that my mother said was, I made you and I'm going to destroy you for this. And then she died. So I think my mom's unfinished business is that I'm still alive. I
1: have to die for her to move on. Your mother being reborn into the same body over and over again, being buried, probably alive as a witch, like all these things, they did a number on her. You can't, you don't come back the same. Sometimes that is better.
0: (laughs) (laughs) There are, like, we keep birthing new birthing. We keep birthing new as you
1: once referred to it. We keep inventing. We keep
0: yeah. We keep inventing new uh we keep birthing new bodies. Yeah. And there just aren't enough souls to go around. It's a it's over it is overpopulation. In the same way that overpopulation is making like food scarcity a problem and one day like water will be scarce. It's a it
1: is a there is a war over precious resources. happening right now. We keep thinking of animals and humans, but what about aliens? Maybe beings across the universe are dying at a faster rate than we can give birth to bodies, and they're running out of universe space. The galaxy's running out of space. Is this lumping them all at, at Earth. Maybe Earth's like the last bastion, the last battleground of all spirits in the galaxy. So Earth is like
0: the Elysium Fields. It's like this, this special, gentrified part of the galaxy, it's like really nice and the
1: climates i mean i mean it's not great anymore but like earth is being overwhelmed by how many souls are being but maybe that's why it's so hot maybe the amount of energy of the souls pouring down is this warming up maybe i'm denying climate let's not take yeah let's not take too much of the burden away from carbon but maybe souls are coming down at a rapid rate and taking the bodies of politicians (laughs) and making horrible choices so mitch mcconnell wants to kill masses of poor
0: people not because he's just a, a greedy humbug, but because he literally wants their, their bodies to infuse with the souls of his kin?
1: This is the this, this most disturbing thing I've ever <laughs> conceptualized. But it's the only explanation. Humanity is creating a larger population because it's naturally trying to defend itself from the amount of souls coming by creating more husks. It's trying its best to create more bodies, but the problem is that for every body it's created, another soul is created too. Yeah, it's not. A, it's a, there's no way to create empty an husk.
0: It's not sustainable.
1: The system's falling apart. I feel like
0: I feel like there's really only one solution. We have to start sharing our bodies
1: with multiple souls. Soul socialism. Oh my god, that's what Bernie Sanders has been talking about this whole time. He's like one of the good aliens. He's here defending us from the bad aliens, like Mitch McConnell. And angry aliens and I just, are I, trying I, to steal I mean,
0: resources. I, I would feel amiss if I didn't. Like, I just want to shout out to Elizabeth Warren. Yeah, Elizabeth Warren. Who's, who's doing, I would argue, almost a more effective job than Bernie Sanders. Before the planet begins
1: to be burning. <laughs> oh, <laughs> no! oh uh, we're getting a knock on the door. It's the bellboy. He's taking off the bell. It's it's your brother. I thought he died in the fire. Greg Lynn. That's me,
0: Greg Lynn. What what are you what are you doing here? Why are you? I I thought you were I thought you were dead. I was.
1: This is my fifth time I've died.
0: And you you decided to be a, a bell. <laughs> You came back and you came and you decided you'd be a bell for this hotel? Well,
1: when I rose out of the ashes, I didn't know where to go. I I wandered through the swamp and I finally found the Hotel de la France and they took me in and they let me work here as a bellboy. boy. But then you came and you brought mommy with you.
0: So basically, what's going on here, listeners, um is that, oh yeah, you go ahead, you go ahead. Yeah, thank, thank you, Greg Lynn. I had a brother named Greg Lynn who died in the Target fire that my whole family died in. And he uh, has been reincarnated in the burnt remains of his own body. And he's basically a zombie who's come to work at this hotel. And, um...
1: They would only let me work here if I covered my body with...
0: And, uh... I'm going to just go out on a limb here, Greg Lynn, but I'm going to assume that you, like Mother, you're just waiting to see me die? That my whole family is essentially reincarnated in various forms and just none of you can be released until I die? That's why I brought this long, sharp, crooked... The long johns! The long johns. He's got a long... He's he's taken the long johns... He's sharpened them, and he's made a sword out of them. Ari, help me! Back off, you!
1: (laughs) Okay, quick, Ari, knock the pillow fort down on top of him! Uh, 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 To bury him somewhere deep, deep where he can never be seen again. I was just going to toss him out the window. Oh, that'll work too. Here, open the window. It's very high up. Throw him. He's going to come back, you know. It's not over till you're dead. Your family will literally never N- stop haunting you until you die.
0: Do you think do you think a skull is
1: preserved in the fall? Probably not. Probably not. Okay. That's yeah. fine. God, this is this is a this is a terrible this is so much to the story. There's politicians who are aliens who are trying to get husks to put bodies in. There's people being born as zombies over and over again. There's an, there's an alien invasion. There's animals angry that they don't have access to the bodies. There's weirdly some credibility to Scientology. Maybe this is our mission. Maybe the thing that's going to free us when we eventually die, or thing that will give us closure, is understanding the galaxy. Maybe this entire podcast is our soul's way of being prepared to move on when the time comes. Now I guess before we go, we should rate the hotel.
0: Yeah, we should rate the hotel. Um, I'm gonna give it honestly two stars out of five. The bell zombie really threw me off. Yeah,
1: here's the thing, guys. There's a Hampton Inn like right down the yeah, street. Yeah,
0: like like literally like right next door. And I it's can like, see it. It's
1: fine. It looks it has a pool. Yeah. This place has no pool.
0: Well, Ari, thank you for the sleepover.
1: Yeah, um, we're gonna get dinner and then we're gonna we're gonna get some sleep. You especially, my first successful sleepover. Oh, that's that's nice. So Denisons keep your eyes sharp, and your ears clear, and your souls prepared. And the galaxy will whisper to you. Bye. Bye Bye-bye!